Hello ladies and gentlemen, my name is Master Ben Patrick and this is Wrestling Now. Right now I want to welcome you to something I like to call Reviews Now. I have done this multiple times for this what I usually do but this is the first time I'm actually going to call it that and actually explain what exactly I'm doing. This is why I could recall a previous wrestling show event. Still give a brief summary of what happened and give my thoughts and analysis of it. So like I said before, this is wrestling now and this is segment called reviews now. And live right now we're reviewing WWE SmackDown of 29th of October 2021. Okay, the show starts with Charlotte Flair on the mic, saying that the Martins changed the model state same. She's here again as the SmackDown Women's Champion for the one millionth time. <laughs> she didn't just say that, but yeah, come on, she's had that title a lot. She says she doesn't keep count of how many that is because that's on us to do, which we are doing. And unlike when other women on the roster win the title, everyone is at the back, cries and celebrate. When Charlotte Flair wins, it's just another Friday. So after last week's drama, she's here to establish some order and lead the division. It's good she actually makes reference to uh, the wear title exchange uh, last week. Anyway, next what do you know is boss time. And Sasha Banks makes an entrance. Laughs at Charlotte Flair for calling herself a leader, and uh, everyone knows Charlotte Flair only cares about holding other women down. And Sasha is here to get her belt back. Charlotte says that she talked to Sonya Deville, and they agreed that someone new should get a chance at the championship, which is something I usually says. I usually say I mean. And then guess who comes out? It's Chelsea. Is Chelsea Blackout Blackheart in her TCB tank? And she says, Charlotte, if you're looking for someone you've never faced before, I'm your girl. Blair Tank thinks about it, calling the tank and the challenge cute, and says that she'll give Chelsea Blackheart match not tonight but right now. Anyway, it seems to be a contenders match, not for the title, but yeah, contenders match. Anyway, it was a, it was a really pretty good match. I mean, there was a botch here and there. Chelsea was botching here and there, but she's uh, she did uh, pretty well, I would say. And the match was lasted longer than our women matches usually last. Ah, yeah, I guess they are really planning to push Chelsea Blackheart over here. Anyway, Charlotte Flair defeated Chelsea Blackheart with a pinfall after using the natural selection. Oh, yeah, I forgot to say, yeah, middle of the match, um, Chelsea almost hit um, Sasha Banks, who was at the ringside. <laughs> and yeah, that's how Charlotte was able to plant the natural selection and get the win. And so Banks goes to console Chelsea and Chelsea screams and they'll be the shoving between Chelsea and Sasha and yes so she um, attacks her Charlotte throws her into the barricade puts her back into the ring for the center of the top 
she howls and tells Sasha to, I think, sound like eat her tank. So, yeah, this seems to confirm the fact that Chelsea has turned heel as has been speculated for the past few weeks. Also, Killer Preston does an interview with uh, Jeff Hardy, who says he's excited to be back on SmackDown, where he thinks he might challenge for a title he's never held before. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to figure out uh, exactly what he meant, but yeah, the Universal title, because I remember Jeff Hardy is uh, what you call it again, Grand Slam champion. Because he has held a heavyweight title, but he hasn't had the Universal title. And yeah, I guess that's all that remains. And the party is crashed by Happy Corbin and Matt Cap Moss, who crack up uh, Moss's Halloween joke. And we're going to hear about the Shunu Sanctions for Proclus now when we return. And yeah, we return. <laughs> and next segment that's what happened last Friday. Then we go to Adam Pierce's office. He calls Lesnar's actions cowardly, seeing how dare he put his hands on the heart of the corporation's engine. <laughs> and he called Brock Lesnar earlier today to tell him that he's fining him $1 million. Now in Brock Lesnar, I assume he can more than afford that. Anyway, Paul Heyman is watching that on the monitor. And Kayla also can ask what he thinks does not do. Paul Heyman instead says he starts saying what he knows Roman would do. And that would be sure smash everyone including Brock. But Roman doesn't have to do that because he smashed Brock at, Cla- at Crown Jewel. And Braxton presses on, and him says Brock will go to the office and destroy everyone, especially Adam Pierce. Then Paul starts talking about like I don't know, kind of like praising Brock Lesnar in the middle of his promo, and catches in some attacks K Alpha because <laughs> and berates uh, K Kayla and says that it's clear that he has and makes it clear that he hasn't uh, t- spoken to Brock. Yeah, we believe him. Next um, is Drew McIntyre's Open Challenge. All that is going to become a weekly thing, these Open Challenges of his. Anyway, he's in the ring with Angela. And he puts down his sword, picks up a mic, he's in an ass kicking mood. Angela is the name of his sword, in case you don't know. And makes the challenge. Actually, who has the test, testicular fortitude to fight the SmackDown Warrior right now? Okay, all of you is getting more and more edges by signing with Peacock. Anyway, Mustafa Ali comes and says he wants to talk before he fights. He says he gets it, Drew's bigger, but he's better and has more athletic ability in his pinky than Drew has in his entire body. He's gonna be the one to beat the to be the big Scott tonight. They have a match, uh, not really much of a match. Um, Ali had his moments here and there, but it was more or less a squash match. It was a squashish match. Squashish, very squashish. I know. Yeah, like 
Drew dominated like 92% of the time. So, yeah, I know they didn't really feel it. Anyway, the unique thing is that Drew actually beat Ali by submission. That, that was very shocking. <laughs> I, was really, I was shocked by that, yeah. Yeah, he beat uh, Mustafa Ali by submission. Next thing we know, Pat McAfee and Michael Carr talking about King Saber who's 19 kills against in our next segment. They get cut off by Mustafa Ali who's on the mic. He says the only reason people choose, choose to choose uh, to cheer for McIntyre and boo Mustafa Ali is because his name is Mustafa Ali. And he says he, he says his name in a thick Arabic accent. That makes me feel like he thinks he's a racist. I don't know. I guess they want to probably wants to play the race card here. That's honestly what it feels like right now. And we will see highlights of Wu's coronation last week. And then record to him walking backstage with Kofi, and they walk past Heathrow. We show respect for each other and also bow for to King Woods. Then Kobe Kingston asks for some bars and they deliver the King Woods version of their signature hits. I think as uh, said like They thought you couldn't King Woods, but always knew that you would. Not really much, but like hell. And when we see the ring prepared for the king as he makes his entrance, but first the word from our sponsors, cause yeah, <laughs> progressive insurance. <laughs> anyway, the video for Sayali. Surprised you haven't seen in a while. Anyway, Kofi introduces uh, Xavier with the Creed reference. And we get all get to hell King Woods chant going. Woods asks for moments from the crown and talks about how Kingston put the crown on his head. A king is only as good as the company he keeps. Then next we get you deserve a chance from the audience. And he agrees saying he puts in a lot of work behind the scenes. And talking about Kofi, he channels his beloved golden girls to call him a friend and a confidant. The former WWE champ is now knighted Sir Kofi, the hand of the king. They were using a Game of Thrones pin to, com- to commemorate it, but this is like you know a form of a unicorn. I love that segment. Anyway, segment is not over. There was a lot of rejoicing. Then like the Usos came in saying war a lot. Smackdown Tag Team Champs get into the ring to say that is the Usos and New Day once again. A lot has changed since Kofi and Woods have been gone. It's the Bloodline show now. Jimmy and Jay mock New Day's Halloween costume also. Personally, I think they looked awesome in it. You should like watch it to see. Like, judge me. They looked great in it. And then the and then the new day talk about how the Usos haven't changed clothes since 2018. Who's demands for trial by combat between teams tonight? Everyone accepts. We are waiting for Sonya Deville's approval, which we are just bound to get. 
Henry Rick Boggs is here and he is here to rock with the Intercontinental Champion Shinsuke Nakamura. Pat Mack, uh, say, who is as excited as usual, puts one foot on cold shoulder for some air cutter. <laughs> Anyway, we get Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Books. Or Books. I don't know. You guys don't know how to say it. Versus Happy Corbin and Matt Camos. And it was a great match. It was a trick or it was a trick or street fight. Yeah, all that pumpkin and pumpkins and stuff like yeah, it was a good comedic match. Your match was purely comedic in nature, and yeah, it was a great match. You guys should check it out. I recommend it. It was good. It was good. And at the point in time in the match, yeah, um, <laughs> Pat actually dropped a Lewin line. I wasn't sure which song, but yeah, it was definitely the Lewin line. Anyway, at the point in time towards the end, two maxed and roped figures. We couldn't really tell until they unmaxed who they were. Actually, aided um, Happy Combat and Madcap Moss. And Happy Combat and Madcap Moss won, uh, be won the match, beating Shisuke Nakamura and Rick Brooks by pinfall. And with the ghouls, unmaxed themselves and turns out to be Herberto Carrillo and Angel Gaza. I got me that was a hell of a surprise. Megan Morant is in the interviewing and I guess it's in the interview. She says she asks if she's stacking up the deck against Naomi. The viewer says she's a professional and she's offended at the accusation. And before the interview goes further, Sami Zayn calls into question Sonya's decision to not use him tonight on show. Okay, next we get Shayna Baszler versus Naomi. Now, uh, they're both in the ring, but there's no referee. And then Sonya comes out saying, having to explain that the yeah referee we were supposed to have, like <laughs> Brock Lesnar took him out. And this supposed to have like a ton of those rules. Uh, I mean, come on, like they can't just repeat a referee. They have to use one referee per match. <laughs> Oh yeah, she said she has to find someone fit to replace them, so she'll do it. So yeah, the VO gets a referee shirt, just her size. And yeah, the match begins. <laughs> oh, it's like kind of predictable, yeah, with uh, Naomi at the points getting the pin. But like, so yeah, didn't count at all. Then she not based the... Uh, <laughs> Turns things around again, the pin, and then Sonya counts in a flash like one, two, three. Then <laughs> you want like <laughs> it was really simple, but yeah, I kind of liked it. Anyway, Sonya, the villain, and Naomi get into each other's faces, but then Baszler chokes on Naomi from behind while smiling. The villain exits the ring. Braxton questions the king in his hand. She wonders if he's worried that his reign is already under threat. Sir Covey puts over his new role and pen. King Savior first of his name and bring up new days. Says it's time for him to hand out his first royal ass whooping. That was good. That was very good. 
also Naomi is walking backstage nursing her son neck. Orant is there with her mic and she says if Sonia ever feels like putting away the suit, she's got something for her. As for Shayna, next time this well all she's gonna get is a review. Yeah, this rivalry is really going somewhere. Like it's really going, and I and I think it's going to get better. I really hope it will get better, and I feel this is something WWE won't actually do well in. I won't be surprised if like it goes well. And with the new day, King Xavier Woods and Sir Kofi Kingston versus the Usos. And as usual between these two teams, it is a great match. Uh, it's amazing and what's even shocking is that it's the main event I am shocked at that this is the main event yeah and it was such a good match like I don't know if it's moving closer to a line I think it will but like I don't have real reason to believe it's probably random but hell who knows now nah, it's the main event it has to go somewhere anyway yeah um, the New Day King Savior Woods and Sokovi Kingston defeats the Usos by pinfall. And yeah, that's how the SmackDown ends. And yeah, I mean, SmackDown was actually lower than Raw this week. Raw actually did a lot better than SmackDown this week, I have to say. Maybe it has something to do with the new talents, which of talents, who knows, but yeah. Raw definitely outplayed um, SmackDown this week, but SmackDown actually held up their own tonight also. The whole Halloween team thing, I'm feeling it. And given my thoughts now, like the Charlotte Flair promo was between her and the social banks. I like that they addressed what happened last week. I wouldn't have liked it if they totally ignored it. And yeah, giving a Joseph Lackhart a push. I loved it, and as we, as, as we all knew and heard, they made that heal, which I think will give her the push she needs, cause yeah, they were talk, people were talking about how like, it was supposed to, her and Tegan Knox were supposed to compete against Natalia and Tamina back when they were women tag team champions for the title, but that never happened and now they split. I guess in WWE didn't know what to do then, but I guess they know what to do now that Shossi is here. In the singles, I might against Charlotte. She can't bust here and there, but it was good. It was satisfactory. I'll call it yeah, satisfactory. And it was a pretty good match. Yes, and I love the story I was trying to tell. The post-match segment between Chelsea uh, Blackheart and Sasha Banks. Was a good way to set her up to be healed because they didn't just randomly make her heal or you know just make her angry for no particular really good reason. She felt um, social balance cost her the match. Accidentally given, but hell. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she felt uh, social balance cost her the match, and that was uh, that is pretty legit, at least to an extent. I just wonder if that means Sasha Banks is now babyface because she was acting like a babyface for a while now the way she spoke to Charlotte Flair saying that she only wants to hold the other women down. That sounded very babyface-ish and like the fact that she was at ringside and was actually like trying to console 
Trusted Blackheart after the loss. That was very baby faceish. So yeah, I feel they're turning her into a baby face. But either way, yeah, um, that was a good segment. Really good. I don't know what to say about Jeff Hardy being interrupted by having Corbin and Matt Camus. I guess it's just WWE still doesn't know what to do with Jeff. I mean, everybody's going after him for the title. I'm not surprised, but I feel they should do more. He's probably going to get into this rivalry with uh, Happy Corbin and Matt Camus. I doubt it. I'm just trying to give hope. <laughs> and yeah, the sanction to. <laughs> Brock Lesnar, the $1 million. This is not the first time he's been fine, but like, I don't be assessed how sacrilegious it is to <laughs> touch him, but like, look at what Roman Reigns did last year. I mean, <laughs> Roman Reigns did totally embarrassed him compared to what Brock Lesnar did this year. I mean, Roman Reigns should be fined like $4 million, which I feel he can also afford. And I guess me because Roman Reigns is the was and is the chairman, Brock Lesnar isn't. <laughs> oh yeah, Brock Lesnar can definitely afford this one million dollars. Uh, yeah, I guess it was just a way to drive off this uh, possible relationship between or him and, and Brock Lesnar. Maybe him is still working with or for Lesnar. Yeah, I guess that's uh, <laughs> what the killer segment was for. I was like, I don't know why they always using Kayla, and I feel like they also trying to add her into the storyline. <laughs> uh, Paul Heyman talking about she like has a team for him and all that. <laughs> Find him infatuating and all. <laughs> I feel she's getting added, added into the story in a way. Probably just a small comedic um, <laughs> gag here. And as for the Drew McIntyre Open Challenge, I felt it was. Mustafa Ali's promo suggested that they were going to do more, like he was going, they were going to do more, do a lot of, um, you know, what high flyers usually do. Like I was expecting him to pull out this inner ring Mysterio Kofi Kingston Dolph Ziggler. And even when he did do that, like, it lasted for like only a couple of seconds, he didn't do much. Honestly, it was basically a squash, and I didn't appreciate that, honestly. The match was really short and all that. I honestly don't know. I guess the end, he's been losing way too much lately. Like, even the team up with Monsoor, he's been losing a lot in Monsoor. Then, when he broke up with Monsoor, yeah, he lost yeah, two matches, and now he's losing again. Personally, not okay with this at all. But I really wonder if they want to do a race thing like, how did he say it? Because my name is Mustafa. I cannot even, I'm not even trying to mimic it. It will be terrible. But yeah, it felt like they were doing a race thing here. And I always feel like doing a race thing in professional wrestling is stepping on dangerous territory. Yeah, WWE feels like they can do it again. Yeah, yeah. I guess they should knock themselves out. The small segment between you and he threw at first. I thought it was going to lead to a possible feud, but I'm shocked that it didn't. I'm actually beginning to wonder if his role is going to actually going to turn babyface. Then again, usually you don't give babyfaces squash matches. It hardly happens. 
I mean, <laughs> for a long time, tough Viking Raiders were heels. But, like, they were kind of like that kind of anti-hero, kind of like, and then turn full babyface. They have never been heels, at least during their time as, uh, as uh, members of the main roster. But, yeah, Hitro has... Well, they have entered, they have they were heels during their time in NXT and I suspected they would be I suspect they'll be heels during their time on SmackDown. But yeah, this segment is like it's really shocking. I am shocked by it. Okay, Kofi Kofi being knighted by Xavier Woods or rather they call him King Woods. <laughs> I loved it. It was very new dayish and I love the new day for what they are. Like they are fine, funny team. It fits them, it suits them perfectly. Like this is their kind of program. And then the and then getting challenged by the Usos in the most Uso-ish way possible. Yes, the Uso needs to do something since there's no Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns is not around. So for some reason, so yeah, hmm. it was great. It was good. Like everything fit out with their characters. Loved it. And the match between Shisuke Nakamura and Rick Burns versus Happy Kobe and Michael Moss. A good match, comedic match for four great comedic competitors. It was good, I loved it. And I also failed to mention that the 24-7 championship line, they, <laughs> yeah, they ran through it. They also appeared and surprised and smacked down stuff raw. And for some reason, the Creed brothers are there. I'm kind of shocked. Why are the Creed brothers there? I mean, Diamond Mine is supposed to be like top of the cruiserweight division, even though Roderick Strong seems to be the only cruiserweight among them. But yeah, they run Reggie do flips in the middle. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Like, that is where the 24 7. Are you 24 7 going to interrupt? That is actually one of the perfect ways for them to interrupt the match. It suits them well. And yeah, that was also the addition of Humberto Carrillo and um, Angel Gaza as the goose who helped uh, Michael Moss and Happy Corbin to win. Loved it. Loved that kind of shocker. I don't know. I don't know if this is going to get into a storyline with um, either teams, but the segment was great. Loved it. And yeah, Sami Zayn. I don't know what he <laughs> he got into saying the Vils question. I don't know what he's trying to, what they're trying to do with him here, but. Let's see, he's been a great heel so far. Shane Baszler vs Naomi was very predictable, but not predictable in that it was bad. It was a good kind of predictable. <laughs> I guess, yeah, they are, yeah, they are good predictables, and yeah, this was a good kind of predictable, and I think this storyline is building more like, it's like, it's re- recently it's felt like we can build a good storyline for women if it is outside the title picture now this is looking like a good storyline build up outside the title picture and yes the new day versus the usos the main event was another great match these mad people these two teams can fight a billion times and we would all love it they are like 
Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn is like a uh, special, <laughs> like a uh, match between them are like specials, and like they'll fight, have this rivalry for so long, and then and then <laughs> they'll come on and off on and off, just like New Day and Usos. We love it every single time. They'll be always matches to keep you fresh. And the fact that New Day won was pretty okay. I know the Usos tend to do terribly if it doesn't. If like Roman Reigns ain't there, you wonder why Roman Reigns was here tonight. I guess that's the overall switch up, that's the overall turn off. I mean, people knew Roman Reigns was not going to come. I think SmackDown's views would have suffered seriously. Anyway, yes, yeah, SmackDown was pretty okay today. So, with everything so far, I would like to give them a C. Plus. There were good segments, there were bad segments, there were a lot of in-betweens. Uh, most of the, the two main matches had their botches here and there, but like... I mean, Naomi did try to do a spring rope jump, but uh, crashed and... Yeah, but yeah, she did good and everybody did good. Romarin's not being here is a big flip, like, I saw someone come on YouTube, they should deduct the 5 points. Not sure how the point system works, but hell. <laughs> so yeah, uh, pretty okay, pretty average. I give it a C plus. I know maybe would have scored high. I thought would have scored it too high, even if Roman was there. But yeah, SmackDown was pretty good and it was pretty jovial. Like they joked around a lot. I liked it, but like I felt like they could be more serious and they have like, given an explanation to us to where Roman is. I love this, you know, dark self shots of Black Eye Mustafa Ali. Really wonder where it goes, and yeah, we'll find out soon enough. And anyway, that's been my review of uh, the 29th October edition of WWE SmackDown. My name is Master Ben. This has been Wrestle Now Reviews Now. Thank you so much for listening. Please, if you feel like there's anything you want me to talk about, any special topic. Leave me a voice message or a comment depending on what platform you're using to listen to this. And reminder, um, my channel Wrestling Now is available on Anchor, Google Podcast, Reason, Castbox, Pocket Cast, um, Breaker, and Radio Public. And I think that's I don't know there are a lot. Anyway. Thanks for listening so much. God bless and please have a nice day.